Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, it's Lloyd Spence and I am excited about where we are headed as we're getting closer and closer to the NBA playoffs and man, you can tell things are heating up. So now I got to get in position. I got to get you in position to get you over to betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your, wait for it, 50% 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So get on over there to betonline.ag, betonline.ag, your online sports book experts. Come on, man. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. Man, I'm so tired of this. This is Lloyd, your boy, Mr. Noise, and I can't find my sunglasses. You know what it is? probably because I don't like my sunglasses. And it's time to make my outdoor experience better with Canaan. Because Canaan sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. They're made with Japanese optics that make their lenses clearer, lighter, stronger. And, man, I love the Italian handcrafted frames that are impossible to scratch. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to use the exclusive code CanaanCast15. That's K-A-E-N-O-N. C-A-S-T-15 at Canaan.com to receive my 15% off discount on my first pair. And you can do the same thing. Just go to Canaan.com and use the code K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-15 at Canaan.com and get a 15% off on your first pair. That's Canaan Cash 15. Canaan. Man, it's clearly better. Tell them the noisemaker sent you. Man, I wish I could get back to fishing on the weekends, back like I did back in the day when I was a wee lad. But I can't, man. The time is... Okay, let me just be honest. I can't find the right stuff. I don't know the right baits to go get for Texas. But I'm glad our new sponsor, Mosca Bass, is the fun and affordable way to get the best new baits from the fishing industry's top brands delivered to my doorstep each month. Premium subscription fishing company that handpicks the best baits based on where I live and where you live and fish. No more guessing on which baits are going to work. Just leave it to the pros at Monsters Bass. They know what to do. Basically, it's like having your own personal fishing guide. It's changing the way bass fishermen shop for baits. They're quickly becoming the number one fishing brand of anglers everywhere. They got the best baits from the best brands and you're covered by the industry's best customer service. So, if you want to catch a bigger bass this season, head on over to MonstersBass.com and use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. That's MonstersBass.com. Use the code ACC10 to get $10 off your first box. Sign up for Monsters Bass now. Tell them your boy Lloyd Spence sent you. Popcorn World. Popcorn 
Let's spend a minute. starts its show with a round of applause. So that makes us special. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Popcorn World. <laughs> Listen, we got, we got a funky song with Popcorn World and a round of applause. That's a heck of a way to start a morning. Hey, it gets you up and going. It gets you up and going. John <laughs> Ford is here. Um... Kendrick Haskins is here. And hey. what's interesting about today's show I don't know. is before you start. What, um, what, what is it? I am so happy that we have finally gotten my man Kendrick Haskins into the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. It appreciate you. Appreciate you, bro. It's a long overdue, but we got it. We finally got it, got it together here. <laughs> and he looks good. And by the way, I I I told him before the show, but I'll tell him uh, publicly. That is my one of my favorite pics, Kendrick Haskins, right there. <laughs> you and this net around your neck and the joy. Now, the only thing that makes the picture bad is I know you did it here in Dallas. <laughs> yeah, so it was, the, so it, was, it, was all, it was all way do smile. <laughs> yeah, because that was right outside ATT Stadium. <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's the only negative about that. But other than that, it's a great picture. So, anyway. so, so how did how did that happen? I mean, what were you? How did you around your neck? There's the Final Four, and uh, Warner Ladders is giving us giving us the ladder to do the live shots. I'm not 100% sure where the net came from. <laughs> they may have brought the net. I'm not sure where it came from because I'm thinking, because I think that was on that Monday. It was the Monday of the championship game. Right, right, right. But I don't I don't know where the net came that from. That was the Kentucky went, right? Came yeah. Kentucky, and, and they lost to UConn. UConn. That's right. That's right. Yeah, UConn team that Louisville beat three times. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a strange, strange year of basketball. I have to admit, like, really, y'all can't beat them, but 
What a game. Anyway, uh, it's good to see the brothers this morning. Um, when we were putting the show together this uh, last night, we just, I did, I'll be honest with you, we did it out of pure curiosity. Uh, I said there's a whole lot to discuss. And um, it was, again, it was just pure curiosity because I wanted to just, we had talked, we kind of opened up a discussion on our last show about the transfer portal. And uh, I was like, oh, let's just talk, you know, let's just see, because we've been throwing these numbers out there about how many people are in the transfer portal. And I said, well, let's just, I hadn't really dived into that. And, and as we were getting on the air today, uh, Bleacher Report, we're really not even Bleacher Report, it's really The Athletic. The Athletic is stating, uh, and I want to give a shout out to the uh, young lady who's breaking the story, Nicole Arbach. Uh, our, Nicole Arbach is saying that a Wednesday second vote today will determine whether the players will have a notification deadline to inform their current program on their move because the transfer rule will be officially approved today. The only, I think the only sticking point is the dates. So it looks like for... Uh, for a May first date will be for the fall. Uh, you have to know in which you have to notify your current program, and a July first date will be for the spring. So that's the only thing that's I guess left to decide or vote upon or whatever. But it is official now. You can transfer uh one time. It's a one time thing. Transfer without having to sit out a year. And it's the without part that makes this a big deal. Because yeah, one time, you say one time. One time. Now it's a one time thing. You can't just be all willy-nilly. Yeah. But 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 a one-time deal. But again, it's the without part that makes this an interesting story. Because currently, as we're talking on this broadcast today, in the basketball D1 basketball transfer portal. Well, I don't know if it's D1, I think it's just period. But in the transfer portal, there are 1,361 players of as of this broadcast in the basketball part of the transfer portal. Yeah. In the football part, there's 1,500 D1 football transfers. So, For a grand uh, total, if my math is correct, 2,861 players total. So, so you have like 200 more or so football players as opposed to basketball players, which right. the scholarship numbers are drastically <laughs> like right, <laughs> right. I'm like, it's only two hundred. <laughs> it's only two hundred more. So well, but the, mean, but the basketball one, I think, is just ramping up though. So I think we're gonna. It, it could. It, listen, that number grows. Uh, when I was doing the research for this, I saw at least three or four different articles, and every time you saw a new article and a new date, the number was different. So it's growing. And even yesterday, there's a ton that just came in yesterday. So it's – I would – listen, it could be by the end of the week those totals are going to match each other. Yeah. I'm guessing because basketball season just ended and football season has been over for a few months. Exactly. So most of those transfers have pretty much gone through. Yeah, they, yeah right. But, but still, that's, a high, that's still a high number for even this late. Um, oh, game, it's, a, it's an incredibly high number. Uh, and it, and here's the thing. Basically, D1 schools have the potential to reshape their entire rosters without signing one freshman if they were to choose to. 
You don't have to sign a freshman at all if you don't want to. Yeah, that's that's disturbing as a high school coach. Um, yeah, because you know now it it used to be where you could go out and get a transfer, whether it was a grad, whether it was a grad transfer or a guy had to sit out. I know uh, FSU, the women's team. Uh, we not made a living, but we had quite a few uh, transfers on our teams over the past uh, few years, and they've had to sit out um, a whole year um, in order to be, become eligible. And you know that's kind of the way, some of the ways they they help build their roster, even though they were able to go out and get some some high school players, but it minimizes all of those. Um, th th your top players are still going to go. Um, right. They're still going to go get a, get a scholarship, but it's that middle tier player that may have an opportunity to be a Division One, uh, you know, FCS level player may not get an opportunity now because there's a transfer portal, mm -hmm. and you know we're seeing where you know Division One players, some of them are, you know. Most of the times in basketball, I'll say they're uh, moving laterally. They may be going to a different school within, you know, their 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 league or Division One. Very few times do you get a, a top tier player, I should say, you know, moving down um, to FCS or Division Two. Uh, you may get a few of those, but uh, for the most part. I think this is going to become the norm. I mean, this, you know, I know this has been on the docket for, for some time as far mm -hmm. as this, this ruling. Um, and, you know, I, I'm happy that it's happening in the sense that, you know, it, it's just, it's been that, that feeling of who gets the transfer, who gets the waiver, and all these different things, and now this just gives people an opportunity to do it. And the ramifications for trying to do it again is you have to sit out. And so, I the thing that that's going to be an issue is you're going to start seeing um, coaches, potential people on the outside recruiting other kids that may be unhappy. Um, I can understand kids leaving because a coach may not. Uh, be there, may got fired or whatever. Uh, but even with that, I'm just a big believer. Uh, you know my story. I'm just a big believer that if you've chosen a school, and yes, everything's based on relationships as well. You know, get, get, you got to get a new coach a, a chance if if you're at that school. Um, and so you shouldn't open the door right away. You should at least wait to see. Uh, but then again, it's that whole, you know, you make a decision, you live with it, and sometimes you have to take the best opportunity at the time. Well, uh, and Kendrick, I wanted you to jump in here as well. I, I've had a chance to sit with this for a little bit now because I knew we were prepping for the day. And, man, I, I got a real – I'm all over the place mentally about it because, on, like you said, Charlie, I see some great of it, and then I see some – crazy of it <laughs> did i see some nightmare of it um and it and it feels like the whole culture of college sports is about to really in these next 
three to five years really dramatically changed. Like it's not it the, the college sports that we grew up watching and knowing that's done. That is over because now college sports has free agency, right? And 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 it and it's an it's an an incredibly active free agency. And and here's the thing that I would look at on multiple levels. Number one, if I'm on the, I'm going to play the, the 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 angle of the coach. I'm going to be the coach this time, Charlie. Not you. I'm going to be the coach. Uh, <laughs> if I'm on the hot seat, man, I'm not going. I'm not stating my livelihood on recruiting and recruiting a bunch of freshmen. Man, I'm going to walk right across the hall over to this transfer portal and go rebuild my team. And I can do that overnight. <clears throat> and I can go from a losing season to potentially, if I do this right, I can potentially get back in the NCAA, you know, NCAA tournament. Or, right, that's the crazy part is because it's it's free agency without a salary cap. Without a salary cap. <laughs> and so, and so it, I mean. You can literally reach, make your entire – roster just on the transfer portal alone and never have to I don't have to listen I don't have to spend that money going out to try to sell a bunch of 18 year olds on my program you know I get experienced players yeah Louisville's already three players in right Mm -hmm. and and counting because I would (laughs) imagine Chris is like I'm great if Scott Drew can make it to the final four after one (laughs) year Don't yeah, Baylor let out the blueprint. <laughs> Baylor laid out the blueprint. They've already shown you can go to the final four. Okay, uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. I, I'm, I'm going to say this because uh, this is one thing that I was going to mention about, uh, you know, looking at your team and trying to, you know, figure out, you know, the best fit because there are different models to it. And everyone's not going to be Baylor. Um, because you got to have the right fit. Um, they bring, think they are, Charlie. <laughs> because, you know, everyone wants to be a certain type of team when they look at those that have made, you know, won championships. Right. And you may not be, because there's been different types, though. You know, you may not be, you may be another type, and you have to build your team based around what you currently have because if let's just instance, you bring in three dominant guards like Baylor did, and you don't have complementary big players, those big players they want the basketball, then you're gonna have a a, a potential problem uh, on your hand. But if you have a mix or whatever that mix may look like, you got to find the best fit for your program and your team, and then roll with it because there's no one cookie cutter type model that you can look towards uh, doing. And if you're going to build your program, all your program around transfers, you're going to, you're going to have some issues with continuity. Yeah. um, As opposed to potentially bringing in someone that can, um, you know, young, younger, you know, having a mix. Everything is about balance anyway. So and I, and I don't disagree with any of that. I, I would only push back just a little bit with this. And then, Kendrick, I want you to jump in there on your thoughts. It's so much easier, though, to go to the college film of these guys and look at what and look at that and see how that fits 
based on their college experience than it is to look at a high school film and say, is this guy going to have the work ethic? Is he going to understand the college game? Is he going to understand uh, the, the work ethic that comes along with being a college student? So I, I agree with everything you're saying because I, I agree. That's the key to the whole thing. That's what made Bat- Baylor's thing work so well. Scott put literally put the right players into his system like it was a like pieces of a puzzle and made it work. But man, how you know he didn't have to go sell them on what it took to be a college player either. They understood that coming through the door. Kids, what are your thoughts? Well, I think we all three agree that the biggest loser in this is the high school player, the high school kid, because these 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 coaches are gonna want more experienced players, especially when I because I'm I thought about. Uh, Louisville situation you know they brought in three guys but for one Louisville was 14th out of 15 ACC teams in three-point shooting they brought in three guys that shot 40 percent from three (laughs) over their career and they can do that because I mean you don't know if you're going to get a high school player that can shoot 40 percent from three then when you look at Louisville's NCAA situation with you never know when that hammer is going to come down it's handcuffing them and recruiting high school players because I mean you you know, everybody else is recruiting against that. But if you're getting a grad transfer who's only going to be there a year or two, they may not even have to deal with all the NCAA stuff. And so, again, that's that's perfect for a Louisville situation. But, like, these high school kids, I mean, it's like you said, the top-tier kids are going to be fine. It's those next tier, and then they even, like, that next tier that's still probably a D1, D1 quality athlete but it ends up not being to go D one because of all these grads, all these transfers. You got transfers and grad transfers. It's two different kinds of transfers. Right. And then, and then you, then you get to the high school player. And so I think, like, I think you're going to see a lot of these mid majors starting to get higher quality, talented high school players because of the, because of the transfer, but then they'll, they won't be at the mid major long because they'll transfer somewhere else. Well, you know, and here's, here's, here's the thought that Chad, that I was going to bring this up because I know we're all fans of Last Chance U. Uh, KJ Allen from Last Chance U is transferring to Texas Tech after he decommitted to USC. Uh, oh. So that's the kind of thing that's happening. Who did Texas uh, Tech hire again, dude? Uh, I forget. The, it, I think it was like an assistant on the staff, I believe. Yeah, I think uh, it was. I think yeah. he had the- to go to Texas and he decided to stay back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think he was like an assistant. But I think one of the things that we haven't discussed about this is that we may, for the very first time in college sports, actually see the the the, the p word in college sports, which is parody, like real genuine parody. Because if we can all pull from the same pool now and fish in the same river or lake or whatever, man things could even out fairly quickly over the next three to five years. Um, I mean, I, you, you've kind of seen that, though, in basketball. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, On the good. men's side, definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, look uh, at the last few champions. <laughs> Baylor just won the national championship. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> um, I mean, Villanova's got a couple. I mean, it's, you know. So we know teams. Yeah, that's right. So we know teams can use the transfer portal. The question I ask both of you is, should they? Yeah. Well, I'll just, I mean, just from talking to people, um, I mean, that's, that, that is a factor. 
I mean, you heard in Hubert Davis, his uh, press conference, uh, he mentioned it. Um, if you don't use it, then you're you're going to be behind right. <laughs> um, in a lot of ways. And you, you have to make that a viable resource because there are some quality players, and we've seen it um, here play out uh, this year. And a lot of transfers aren't – I mean, a lot of them aren't coming – going from, you know, D1 to D1. I mean, uh, D1 meaning high major to another high major. That does right. happen quite quite a bit. But you start seeing these pieces, you know, from the smaller uh, conferences, some of their best players, their leading scorers, um, you know, leaving to go to a bigger program, and they have, a, they have an impact. You know, they're making impact. Uh, on that team, and so I just think it, it, it think is a healthy balance, and you know it just adds more options to a to a college coach uh, to be able to help build uh, his program. Uh, but I don't think that they will. I mean, there will maybe some some schools that will be heavy where that's that's the only people they recruit uh, to try to build it, like you said, the hot seat type coaches. But I think you also have to. Uh, develop some players um, as well. And in day and age, the transfer portal, they got freshmen leaving. So you can, I mean, you can get a freshman for two, two or three years or whatever to be able to develop them. But I just think there, it, there'll be a healthy balance to be able to pull from to, to build your team. Uh, this is, this is very similar to the NBA. I mean, this is, yeah. this is just coming down the pipe as far as the NBA is concerned, uh, when you start uh, looking at your team, you know, some teams aren't going to, you know, be heavy in the draft because they have they have aspirations of winning a championship. And when you have aspirations of winning a championship, you know that you can't have a lot of young players that may be inexperienced. Uh, but you can throw one or two in the mix that you can develop and potentially one of those guys with a lot of veterans, or you know, a mix of veterans and uh, young players that are veterans, then you can build your team to win championships. But if you're in a different state where you're not in that upper echelon of potentially winning a championship, maybe this year, maybe a couple of years from now, you're going to draft, you know, some young players and bring a couple of free agents that you can, you know, pull along to help you, um, you know, through. But this, man, this is looking more and more like the, the NBA, the NFL. Um, and my concern is, I mean, which is not really a concern. It's kind of already been happening. The high school game is pretty much the same. I mean, you can have a kid playing, you know, one sport. Here in Florida, you can have a kid playing one sport. He can transfer to another school to play another sport. And this whole, whole deal Wow. So that is, it's crazy sounding, but it's happening. <laughs> I wonder if the parity might actually go the other way, because part of the reason why the mid-majors have been able to knock off the uh, high majors lately is because the high majors have had all of these young, had the uber-talented, but young kids, and the mid-majors had the experienced players. Right, right. But now the experienced players are going to be going to the high and leaving the mid-majors to go to the high majors. And so I, I wonder if the if it may go the other way. That's a great, 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 great point. Um, 
I don't know. That's that's a great point because I, you know, it's the movement of it all to me is fascinating because it all obviously it it speaks to what the game has become, college sports has become. It's all about my situation. And so how are guys going to be viewing their situation? Every kid comes into college sports thinking most of well, I say every kid, most kids come into college sports thinking they have a shot to go deeper into professional sports in some capacity, whatever that is. Uh, we all know that the reality of that is that there's a very, very minute percentage that are going to be playing professional sports. But it, it, can't you see the auditioning of students on these teams? And then here's the other part. Now, now let's get into the underbelly just a little bit. Imagine you're Auburn playing uh, – well, no, let's stay in the ACC because this is an ACC show. Imagine you're Florida State and you're playing um, North Carolina or Louisville or whatever and the game's over and the assistant coach comes up to the other coach that to a kid who's a four-star on the bench and he says, hey, man, you didn't play a lot tonight. Man, you, you know, looks like you, you, you're, not, you're not getting any time. Just, you know – we got some, you know, just whispers in his ear. Just uh, listen, Florida State's a great place to be. Just say it's a very sunshine state. <laughs> or North Carolina's like, listen, man, uh, there's a place down here called the Big Biscuit. It's really delicious. You should come down and try it sometime. You know, <laughs> I mean, it leaves room for some weird interactions. And all of a sudden, because we have already seen uh, the, one of the kids, I think, from Miami, is headed to Louisville, right? Is that is yep. that what's going on? And then yep. there's a North Carolina kid that's going to like uh, I want to say Florida State or somewhere, but they're moving. It's just I, I just and I'm not saying anything is going on. I don't know that. I can't speak to that. But when you have a rule like this in place, man, it leaves for you know that out. It leaves for some weird interaction on the football field after the game. Because I just saw today that the a- the AAC lifted their uh, ban on inter interconference transfer. Interconference transfer. So after the game, man, that's that's some weird. That assistant coach has a long conversation talking to this kid. Man, you played great, man. But it just feels like you didn't get enough passes. And I'm just saying, man, we have passes. And it's easier to do that with football than basketball because yes. it's such a scrum after the game. Scrum <laughs> after the game. So I'm saying, and, and, and I'm just being realistic here. It's this leads for a weird set of unique things, and how will the NCAA deal with that? Is that tampering of some sort? Is tampering even a thing? That's, a, that's my point. That's it. I told you this is getting like the professional ranks, which is exactly right. Which is cool. So if that is the case, then you need to get your commissioner for football. You need to get your commissioner for basketball. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. And if you're gonna start going down that. So that they can oversee all these things that you're talking about, have their own compliance and all that kind of stuff. And because it's going to get to what you're talking about, you know, tampering. They got to put rules around tampering. You know, I mean, I have they, and today's the first time I've even thought about that. And the first time I've heard that word about tampering, because and it's 
And I don't think the NCAA has even thought about it. Well, the reason I heard about, thought it. about it is because it happens all the time in AAU. Right. No, yeah, it's a very, no, it's a <laughs> very yeah. This is a yeah, it's a very good point. Yeah, it's yeah, a very good yeah. point. So um, I just wonder if the NCAA's even considered it. Of course not. They listen, y'all saw that way. <laughs> y'all saw that weight room for the women. Of course they haven't considered it. Uh, have you heard about the women's volleyball <laughs> facilities? <laughs> No, 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 no. What happened? <laughs> they told the teams they won't have locker rooms for the first couple of rounds. <laughs> the volleyball is even worse. <laughs> they won't have locker rooms? <laughs> so, yep. so basically the women have to change in their rooms and then get on the elevator and come. Come on, NCAA. Come on, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Come on, That's, man. That's... I understand that whole deal. Um. But that's normally what you do. I'm just not saying that that is right what they're doing. But normally, you, <laughs> you put your unit. Well, this is what we used to do, and I'm sure they're still doing it today. They you use your uniform. You put your uniforms on at the at the um, hotel. You come over in your sweats sweats, and you just take off your sweats. I mean, and then you go back home or go back to the hotel. You just put the sweats on and and what have you. So that's that's normal. So you're gonna sit in the in the lot in the in, in uh during halftime. Where do you sit? At, at, no, no halftime for volleyball. How's that work? I don't know. I'm sure they have. No, it's, it's not actually. There's not a halftime. Okay. I'm sure they have a holding spot or something that they can put some walls up to where you can have you know if you need workout. I don't know. I mean, of course, unless you're there, you know, and the media can definitely make it to a point where it's uh, a story. And we, I mean, we've we've known and heard. Uh, and I'm not saying that what they're what they've done is right. I'm just saying potentially it could be bigger than it actually is. And yes, it sounds bad that they don't have a locker room or whatever the case may be, but they they may have a, a place where they have chairs for them to start warming up, you know. They may have individual porta potties. So Kendrick, don't 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 do that. <laughs> I just said, I mean it's, I mean that because volleyball is like one of the one fewer few sports that doesn't have a halftime, they just play through. So I guess I mean technically if you look at it. I mean, they really don't have to have one. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Game plan wise, they don't. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, it could be, it's at a convention center. I mean, that was another thing right. talking about, you know, it was a convention center. Like, why couldn't they have it in a <laughs> something else? Because the gym is so busy right now. Is that what's going on? I guess the AAU circuit is is on. <laughs> oh, okay. hey, if you guys are a D one coach right now, where are you putting your percentage percentages of 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 getting your players? So, uh, if you had to put a number to percentages, uh, to to how many players you had? Is twelve on a roster? Fifteen? I don't know how many is on a college roster. Is it fifteen? I think it's fifteen. Fifteen. That's what I thought. Okay. So out of that fifteen. What percentage of the team would be transfer portal if it was you? It depends on what you what you what you need. And so, for instance, 
uh, Florida State um, just lost a few guys that they weren't expecting to leave. Um, and so now you're having to try to go and replace those guys because you're expecting them to come back. Um, they were veteran, veteran players, mm -hmm. uh, veteran meaning, you know, they played a lot last year <laughs> uh, in that sense. And so now you have to go and try to replace that because you were expecting them to come back with that same type of experience. Right. They do have some freshmen coming in that they've recruited um, as well. And so those guys are coming in and they can fit in, but you also need to replace those veteran guys. You can't replace, I don't think you can replace veteran guys with young players because of the factor that we've already talked about, uh, the unknown um, in some form of fashion. And then, yes, you'll be starting all over again. Uh, but you need veteran players uh, to be able to help you, you know, move along. Uh, I think it'll be a lot better this year because you will have an offseason. Mm -hmm. uh, last year it was tough to be able to be in this type of situation because there was no offseason and there's more individual work and those types of things. But this year will be a little bit better because you have an offseason to be able to get all those new guys up to speed for what you're doing. I think I think like Charles said, a lot of it just depends on your team. If you're like like Louisville, for example, I think you're better off going the uh, free agent route. <laughs> we would call it, but like, yeah. but like if you take a Wake Forest, a borrowing again from <laughs> from professional sports, is Wake Forest going to be a free agent destination? <laughs> Not at all. Not at <laughs> so you got to build. So you got to build through the draft, aka. High school recruiting. <laughs> it's so well, weird to be you know, talking to these terms. <laughs> but you know what? To that same point, though, Kendrick, this maybe helps Wake Forest because those are – listen, Louisville is now deciding, man, we can turn this whole thing around and get deep into the tournament by going to the transfer for a portal. Well, guess what? Now that recruit that would have went to Louisville, that freshman, now Wake Forest can say, hey, hey, we're right here. Uh, Kentucky doesn't want you, and Louisville doesn't want you, and Duke. Or the kid that was already on Louisville's roster who's transferring, like Josh Nickelberry. Like Josh Nickelberry, yeah. So it 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 makes it better for some of these teams to like even in football. Guess what, Charlie? Duke football can maybe now go get some players. Yeah, you know what I mean. They can go get some players now and build something sustainable. You know, th listen, that's a huge pool of players to pull from 1500 and counting surely there's there's enough to put on you know uh on a, was it was a 70 kids on the roster was it 76 i can't remember the number uh, <laughs> 75 okay so surely out of 1500 you can go find 25 good players uh to put on your roster at duke uh, duke, might be, duke might be an oh. actual powerhouse now I don't know about Duke, those that admissions in there. <laughs> yeah. a, little bit, okay, a little bit of hyperbole here. I, I, but, but at the same time, you know, Duke has to go to certain schools to get their transfers from. But 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 <laughs> to to qualify students out of the transfer portal than it would be for them to qualify them as freshmen coming in. These are kids that already have a GPA, already got credits. 
Probably just, a decent, hopefully a decent GPA. I think they're I think they're still gonna have to come from a certain school. That, that's possible. Yeah. Because that's you know Duke uh Duke's probably not going to uh, I don't know name schools, but you know, they're gonna go out and get uh kids that are coming from schools like theirs. Because yeah. they know what the academic requirements are, being an athlete. All those types of things, uh, and you may get one, the world. Yeah, you may get one or two uh, outliers where you have, you know, they come from a different school and that's not very similar to Duke. And as far as the academic standards are concerned, you may get one or two of those. But I, I just think you still, you you're, it, it will come to a point where. You're going to have to, I mean, let's just take Florida State again for football. I mean, we had like seven or eight transfers uh, this year, and we're trying to build that up. I mean, we're trying to not build the, the, the transfers up, but we're trying to build, get back to, you know, being in the consideration for the ACC championship. And that's one way to do it. You know, you go out and get high-quality players – most of them came from the SEC, and they were players that are from the state. Uh, SMU was very yeah. similar a couple of years ago. They went. I uh, got, got a lot of people wanting to come back to to the Dallas Fort Worth Fort Worth area, and they were able to bring, bring in some quality players just because they want to be closer to home. And so I think you're starting to see more of that. Um, where kids want to come closer to home than where they are, and you're starting to see Johnny Juzang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Juzang, yeah, benefits from that. What about here's another group that we have not considered that this will tremendously affect? Uh, what about the junior college? Like, I, I think for them, this is a nightmare. Well, they might be right. Well, they are, but 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 I think it makes it harder because if you are if you are unless that junior college kid stands out tremendously, you're probably more likely to recruit out of that transfer portal than you are to go get a junior college kid, aren't you? Uh, to me, it's the same. You think it's the same? Yeah, it's the same as high school. The top tier kids are going to get chosen, and you know some school if they're a top tier junior college player uh it's no different than going and getting a guy who's in the transfer portal that's the same age i mean the same year um and so you, i i think the top tier junior college players will still get an opportunity it's just that middle tier player that's going to get left out of the division one opportunities uh just because of the transfer portal and more kids in it from different, different places. So this is definitely a squeeze, the middle class, as they call it, if we want to talk about uh, the the professional ranks, squeeze the middle class out, um, and you're going to have, you know, your down to your younger players are the ones that's going to get the major opportunities, top-tier players, but I just – I don't. I don't see the the JCs or community college kids 
uh, top tier kids getting left out. If you just think about last chance, you KJ, you know he's going. He's now going to Texas Tech. Uh, mm-hmm. Joe, he he ended up at another D one, but then. You talk about the middle class. The middle class is uh, the other the other kid that was starting over Joe on last chance. You and the point guard, right. <laughs> not the point guard, but the two guard for last chance. That, that's the middle class. You literally watch last chance. You and see the the upper class, upper epsilon JUCO and the middle class JUCO on, on the same team on that on that show. Um. Do. Oh, it was a question I had, and I just lost it just that fast. It was in, it was in, it was in regards to what Charlie something Charlie just said. I, I, again, I'm I'm fascinated by all of this because I I think college sports is never going to be the same. It's it's going to be a scramble every year. And oh, that, here's the question: College coaches now, do you have to coach different? What do you, do you mean? Have to coach the in, incoming freshman, uh, your five star. Your uh, your superstar athlete uh, or your four star that's really talented that's going to build in your program. You have to coach them di- a little bit different now because you 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 don't want to make him mad and get it. You know, listen, you, you know these kids are uber sensitive, and so now do you coach them different and and maybe you're not as hard on them as you would be because you don't want them to get into the transfer report. He's got one transfer left. Well. Um... I don't. I don't think the. I don't think you coach them different. I think you coach them the same. Meaning, I mean, if if you're telling a kid he's going to play, and without earning it, I think you're doing him a disservice. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you tell him he come in and he work hard and work to earn his minutes or what have you. And you have a plan for him. Um, I think if you do right by every, if you're fair, as Coach Bob would say, if you're fair and honest, you know, with with the kids, and they make the decision to leave, that's all you. I mean, yeah, yeah you just gotta live with that. Yeah, yeah you gotta live with it. So, trans- yeah, at the, you, I mean, at the end of the day, you can't let the kids run the program. Exactly. I mean, you, you have to be there for them and I understand we have you know like I just developed a, a leadership council for my basketball team and it's have a have to have ownership of the program you know they're part part you know part owners of the program uh, but of course the coaches are the ones who's, who's going to you know be the overriding factor and you know when we start having kids running programs I mean, we're definitely out of balance. And it's just like running, I mean, kids running the household. You know, if you got two parents in the house and the kids are running the house, it's going to be out of balance. Out of balance. It's a rough house. It's a rough house. It's a rough house. Um, like I said, this is a fascinating set of circumstances that we would definitely be keeping our eyes on. College basketball is going to look, and football, is going to look very, very different. Uh, starting this fall and uh, and going forward, I think we we are about to enter a new normal that none of us. I don't are- think I yeah. think football will probably look close to the same because they've been transferring football like this for years. <laughs> well, no, they have. That's that, no. That's very very true. It's a great point. Uh, I just think as this thing continues to unfold, 
there are some elements that have not been considered. Like tampering. Yeah, like the tampering. That's a big one. Because I'm telling you, if 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 I got a chance to talk to, to Jalen Waddle, and I'm saying I in the in the, the tampering sense, I'm talking to him. He's sitting on the bench over there. He's not playing. Yeah, he's hurt, but hey man, you're let's say he's a sophomore, a Jalen Waddle type player, and he's a sophomore, and he's sitting on the bench. Hey man, you you too good to be sitting on the bench, man. I mean, listen. That's what the transfer portal. Especially at a factory like Alabama, who yeah. who always has who has some freshman you've never heard of that's sitting over in the wings. I think it's going to be much harder to stockpile talent than it ever has been. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, and that's a good thing. That's really not a bad thing, and that's why I say I think we're headed toward a, toward a, toward a parity that we've never had, and in, in, more interestingly in college football, because like I said, I, you're not going to be able to sit on that bench. And be a five star, and wait. Have to wait for your opportunity. You don't have to wait for your opportunity anymore. If you don't like sitting there and waiting, psh, well, that's, that's that's what that deadline is for. Yeah. Well, I still think your top tier teams are going to get. You know, if Alabama, let's just say Alabama loses, which they have a talented guy. Um. Whether it's to another team or the NFL draft, I mean they 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 have a tier system like you know they have a veteran guy that's in waiting, and then a younger guy who's has some time to develop and grow. He may be playing a little bit here, maybe playing on special team, get some experience, and then they have like this tier system to where guys over the course of time. Um, those those teams like that, they'll they'll get their share of talent because let's just say UAB. Let's just use UAB and Alabama for if if Alabama loses, say one of their top uh, linebackers, and UAB has a linebacker who could potentially be in that class now. Yeah, it works. It works both ways. Yeah. So that kid wants to go to Alabama. If he yeah, no, it works right. both ways. It works both right. ways. Yeah. He's UA, UAB, UAB's best linebacker, and they and Alabama comes calling. More than likely, and I'm not hopefully. I mean, more than likely, that kid's gonna say, "Yeah, I'm gonna take that opportunity." Yeah, no, I think that's exactly. That's Can't another, blame him. And that's another great point. It it's gonna work both ways. You that. You may not be able to stockpile like you used to, but you're still you, and you get to go pull from wherever you want to pull from as well. Yes. Now, Clemson may be a different deal, um, you know, and I think that may change. Say that again, Charlie. Uh, Clemson? Yes. I think Clemson, you know, they, they normally don't go to the transfer portal and all that kind of, you know, you know, the pull from, you know, kids coming in. That's normally not their route. A junior college, you know, that's normal up their route. But I think now, you know, with this transfer portal, they're going to start jumping in as well if they start having more of these guys leaving because they want to go – they want because they, they want to play. Um, you're going to start losing your depth that you've built over the years to be able to be successful. I, I think if you're, a, if you're a team in a Power 5 conference and you need to plug in a ton of holes – I think you'd be crazy not to start at the transfer portal. 
Like if you if you're saying, man, our offensive line is jacked up. Let me go dig off into this transfer portal instead of pull it going to get a bunch of freshmen that I gotta train up. I'm gonna go get in this transfer portal and go build my whole offensive line. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and, and now what you're doing. Go ahead, Charlie. What do you say? That that's what most teams are doing. I yeah. mean, they're looking at their situation and seeing where they are. And I keep using Florida State's example. I know we're trying to get back, but we're very similar. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's a good mix. You got to have a healthy mix, though. Uh, yeah. Because if you don't have a healthy mix, you're going to start bringing in guys who already have a mindset, a thought process that is hard to train. I mean, you know, change. As opposed to a young per young guy who can come in, and you know you can mold as a young player. They just yeah. need some season, you know, their belts. But they may be the same size, same type of kid. The only difference is is one has already been in a college program that may have had a bad experience, um, and now he you know he's in the portal. But I just think uh, it, it's it's going to be. Just, it's like anything else. You go to the war room, sit and see what you need, go through all your your uh, resources, and, and make decisions. Yeah. Um, the NFL draft, again, is April 29th. We're uh, preparing for that. And we may have something special going on here uh, with Noise Media. We may try something we've never tried before. We've been talking about uh something centered around the draft so i'm we'll keep you posted on that we may have an announcement for you on monday so we'll see how it goes but um if if, just real quick before we take off here for the day uh if you guys were on the on the on the um your draft board not player not player not name of a player is what i mean but just position you're 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 taking over a team, or let's say this: you're uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so basically, an expansion team. Expansion team, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Who, who, where do you start, yeah, where do you start building that? If you if you if you're uh, if you're if you're the GM, but they don't have a quarterback, so I'm starting there. Most times, <laughs> most. Organizations, whether it's high school, college, pro, you got to have a legit quarterback, someone you feel comfortable with leading a group. And as we've seen, every every league is a quarterback driven league. Uh, I don't care what league it is, it's a quarterback driven league. We talk about football. If you don't have a, a solid quarterback, you're not going to go very far. Um, yeah. Right. I will start there, and then you know, of course, it goes back down to you know what you need. Uh, if you need defense, and you for defense, and you, know, you get quality defense in the back end or the middle of the draft, and you know you do that. Uh, but if you need, you know, it comes down to a need base. I don't know what they really need. But I, I do know they need a quarterback for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you have to start with the quarterback, and I I go quarterback, and then you you start building out your lines, and so yeah, that's where you go. Yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a really really fascinating draft. I'm hearing some stuff out of this draft that you're just going, man, this is this is a rich one. This is a rich one. I don't know why this one became so like 
You can just fruitful. Yeah, fruitful. Because it feels like this one is more fruitful than one, anyone he had in a long time. Like, there's a lot of talent in this draft. And so I'm, it's weird, but I'm curious to see where this is going. So we, I think we may do something special because of it's, it being as fruitful and it's going to be as, a fun night of drafting. Uh, a lot of teams are going to be reshaped overnight, to say the least. Uh, so anyway, this is fun. I, I, I did not know that um, – Go ahead, I also ask this. We don't know. I mean, the, the kids, See, that's the other part, Charlie. We don't know. You're right. The guys are getting drafted, but we don't know what they're going to do next year. I mean, we, we saw a lot of guys get drafted last year, and they made some form of, of an impact. But when it was all said and done, I mean, it came down to, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks who had all the veterans and you may have had a, a, a couple of young players that were very good because they're second year players for the most part. And you may have had like one rookie uh, that, that did something you know, to help fill, fill the void. But don't know who's going to be that impact player right away. Um, but it's always intriguing to see you know how teams build their build through the draft because the draft is always just building hope. Yeah, yeah, it's building it's, hope for the future. Yep. And we as fans go, yay! My team's going to Super Bowl now because we got this guy, and then that guy didn't get off the bench yet the whole year. So, <laughs> or they draft a guy they've never heard of, but they wrap their arms around him. Yes, that's what yeah. we needed. Never seen him play. <laughs> <laughs> kicker of all time um thank you gentlemen it's always a pleasure, always a joy uh we'll do it all over again on monday and uh start to um unpack some of this stuff this draft stuff we got it's a lot of stuff over these next two weeks to to look at so we'll start to look at that and even more specifically uh the acc players that are being drafted and uh kind of say figure out where they may be headed uh, there's some very interesting projections on some of these guys and uh, where people think they're going to go. So we'll get into the to the weeds of all of it and uh, have some fun. So uh, believe in the ACC, that is Charlie Ward. He's our only Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Kendrick, for now. I mean, we're working on some stuff. And then because uh, Kendrick is up, you know, he's talented. I still got some eligibility. <laughs> I, I, you know, I haven't left all my eligibility out there. I got time. Uh, then uh, we have we have one Heisman Trophy winner and two Hall of Famers. What other show can boast that? <laughs> I'm, just saying, I'm just saying. All right. Y'all have a good one. We'll see you uh, next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.